0: I think, uh, that you know, AM and FM, unfortunately, while it has legs on the older end for a younger end, it's just, you know, it's yesterday's technology. It's-
1: Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio.
0: Radio is expensive to operate. It's not how much money yet. It's brain power. And a great example i like to look at is Southwest Airlines. When they launched, you know, they didn't have a lot of money compared to the United, Delta, American, all those guys but they just came up with new ways of running an airline. And uh, you don't see radio stations, you know, when they say they're innovative, they're not.
2: Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach Kipper McGee. Our guest this time has dedicated decades in the trenches, reinventing radio and TV news and print and so much more, just media. He was also the driving force behind what's called satellite radio. Lee Abrams is passionate about the past, but he's focused on the future. He's held a number of posts for large and influential companies. He's generally credited with inventing album rock radio and so much more. He's consulted over 1,000 radio stations, along with print publications, TV stations, cable networks, Newsweek magazine, listed Lee as one of their 100 cultural elite. And he was cited by Radio Inc. as one of the 75 most important radio people of all time. He's been inducted into the Rock Radio Hall of Fame, Legends of Rock Radio Programming category for his work with WRIF Detroit. And he now explores current thinking and visions for Brilliant media in the 21st century. with on Demand is proud to welcome the one and only Lee Abrams. Hey, hey Lee. Hey,
1: hey. hey, this is good. Well, we're glad to have you. You know, you've been talking in terms of what we call branded media content, using and even needing other distribution platforms for ages. So the question is really, how do you see traditional broadcast radio faring today and are you seeing any examples of great integration between the various platforms for a radio brand?
0: No, you know, not really. I think the biggest problem is the radio brands themselves being really, uh, you know, they're successful ones, but generally really out of date uh, in terms of its, uh, the creative approach. And when you get to younger audiences, the whole medium is pretty much part of their past rather than present. So I think it all boils down to uh, just some really dramatic reimagination of uh, radio stations and how they sound before even worrying about other platforms.
2: And looking around media and music people, Lee, you've noted a lot of negative emotions, scared, defensive, confused, paranoid, backward looking, nostalgic for the old days or even worse operating as if it were still the old days. If you were were handed a full market uh, FM signal in in one of the biggest markets, most competitive markets in the country, what might you
0: do with it? Well, uh, assuming you're not making a lot of money and uh, and very successful, and there's plenty of stations that aren't making a lot of money and, and successful, I'd really go into the laboratory and pretty much evaluate the current state of radio, where it's been and where it can go. And just create, generate some blatantly and noticeably different new ideas. Um, Ones that people go, holy crap, what is this? And uh, it's not unlike, um, you know, the same effect some of the great radio stations had in the past. I know when, like going way back when the KSJ launched, it was like, wow. Oh, yeah. And and even the Loop in Chicago and, and other stations that we all know and remember. But their whole attitude toward presenting radio was so different. I mean, nowadays, I call it condensed radio. Stations will (laughs) uh, will make a format change and test the library, maybe, and uh, write up some liners, maybe get a morning show and throw up some billboards, and that's it. Whereas the great stations that lasted 10, 15, 20 or more years' dominance Boy, when they set it up, it was like Schwarzkopf setting up the uh, the Gulf War. It was mm-hmm. an amazing effort. I mean, it took weeks, if not months, of planning and preparation and fine-tuning. And then you pull the switch, and it was, like, amazing. And, for example, there's a station here in Chicago, which changed to a hard rock format. And, I mean, it's just—it it could be a station in Amarillo. It's,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It,
0: it could be amazing. It could be uh, mind-blowing, head-burning— rock and roll machine and it's not and it's got a one or two share and it'll probably stay there until they change formats again so um i think the uh the biggest thing is the way radio programming is approached as a mission rather than just something you see so you slap together and a lot of people will say that well there's no budget and it's not budget it's no. mind power not, not money <laughs> well and really focus right yeah,
2: I remember one of Henneberry's greatest lines when uh, asked about the rock and stereo thing, which you were a part of at ABC. Yeah. Like, you know, were you ever asking for money or er- ever worried about budgets? And Henneberry said, who needs budgets, man? You need ideas.
0: <laughs> and well, I remember at WIF in 1970, 71, uh, there was no budget. <laughs> and you right. remember... Yeah, twelve to twenty-four. We beat CKLW consistently, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, jocks were making nothing, and there was promotion budget. That was a joke. Uh, you know, through mind power, we're able to uh, really tap into the, the community and uh, and score with it. And people aren't thinking these days, or if they are, they're thinking about just rote mechanics and just the, you know the very basics to get something on the air, and mm-hmm. rather than thinking of a whole game plan on how to just dominate your target audience
1: doesn't it seem that sometimes some of the bigger companies are really worried more about fear of loss than they are desire for gain
0: oh sure sure you know there's a lot of innovation in radio all on the financial and operations side
1: Mm. most of it's not good
0: news for listeners right uh but um yeah you know my my uh comment to them would be if your station's number one and dominant and making a lot of money, you know, great, go for it, ride it out as long as you can. But if the station is just not performing well, that's the one you can take incredible risks with and uh, fearless and, and try new things. And I don't say anybody trying new things other than, you know, just offshoots of what's already been done that are not what I call noticeable.
1: It's like, mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's more of the same and uh, with a different twist, maybe a new liner or slogan, but I uh, think... <laughs>
2: You yeah, know,
1: relabeling the carts, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, shifting gears just a little bit, you've expressed some mixed emotions about streaming media, particularly about last mile issues into the house. Yeah, one of your creations, XM Satellite Radio is now encouraging consumers with their partner, Sirius, to listen to the app when they're not in the cars. Question. How do you see streaming media, and particularly in audio, fitting into the mediascape now, especially in the G5 era?
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's the new radio band. You know, we had AM, then we had FM, and now uh, streaming. And I think uh, that's where the future is. It's going to get real scary for terrestrial radio. When a lot of the streamers, the Apples and the Amazons, figure out how to create the radio experience, because right now they're jukeboxes, and, uh, and you know, it serves a purpose, but when they're able to create magic between the songs on a whole new level, that's where it will get really interesting. And I mean, just, um I've talked about, and a lot of them are just, um, you know, technology people, they don't understand the, the radio experience, and as a result of that, uh, you know, very... Technically sophisticated way of presenting music, but there's no magic to it, no soul to it. So when I think if and when they they get on the uh, into the radio experience game, which uh, elevates streaming from just a lot of songs into something higher and better, that's when it'll. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that that will be real serious, and uh, I think uh, that's coming. I just think you know AM and FM, unfortunately. While it has legs on the older end, boy, younger end, it's just, you know, it's yesterday's technology. And uh, it's sort of like, uh, there's a nostalgia to it. Like, when I was a kid, uh, we used to go on train trips, and trains are great. But, you know, that's over. Uh, Sometimes radio reminds me of trains. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of Amtraks out there instead of Mm -hmm. uh, jets. So... um, yeah, I just think on the younger end, there are formats, I think, that can be done to increase the um, younger people, but I think it's going to age itself out over time, unless some people take real aggressive steps to do some uh, younger-focused programming It's really innovative. And there are some ideas out there, but nobody's doing them.
2: Well, you been spending all of your time lately, Lee, on news content, and specifically kind of reinventing TV news. Right. And what do you see the role of radio news now, however, just focusing on audio again beyond yeah, your- I
0: think, yeah, I think radio news really does a good job uh, market by market. Uh, here in Chicago, I think you know BBM is a great utility. But I think as a medium, uh, news radio is also could be really elevated through some new thinking and uh, that would mean a, a new approach toward production. Um, toward formatting, really looking at the uh, news format, blowing it up, and uh, if news radio had never been created, what would it sound like in 2022? And I bet there's some new ideas that could be interjected into it. But I think it's a, um, of all the radio formats, it's probably among the most stable and, uh, and most listenable. But I think, uh, like all radio, Playbook was invented you know decades ago and could use a freshening up without uh, harming their current audience. And I think that's exciting.
1: And speaking of freshening up, uh, recently you pointed out in a blog post some 21st century media myths. We link to that article in the show notes, but for our purposes, what are some 21st century radio myths that you're seeing and how can the industry overcome them or can they?
0: Well, that's a good question. I think uh, one of them is radio is local. When a tornado hits in uh, Missouri, where do people go? Their local radio station? No, they don't. they are probably got to TV or, or, or internet. And besides, there's probably nobody in the station who listens to news stations. but if it's right. a music or a station, there's nobody there. It's probably being voice tracked out of it from hundreds of miles away. So the myth that radio is local is just that a myth. And uh, there are still some great local stations, but you know you can count them on your fingers. But generally speaking, you know, it's, it's not a local medium anymore. If it is, they're just not taking advantage of it. Transmitter might be in a given city, but, you know, <laughs> other than that, it's like anywhere USA. When I was a kid, we uh, traveled from grew up in Chicago, and we'd go from Chicago to Miami on holidays. And you'd travel through Indianapolis and Louisville and uh, Nashville, Atlanta, Jacksonville, and eventually hit Miami. And every one of those cities you went to sounded different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. and it wasn't the music. The music was generally the same, but a few local hits maybe. But, it, uh, you know, I remember going to Atlanta and Quixie had a, a southern accent, and they were talking about uh, Stone Mountain, and they were talking about uh, the Atlanta Underground. Yep. You go to Miami, and they're doing surf contests, and um, you just don't see it. It's generic radio now, and they're not tapping into their community a bit. And so I think that's a key factor is... Uh, Local radio has shot itself in the foot. Another myth is 92% of the people listen to radio every week. Granted, probably an accurate figure, but how many of them are fans? Uh, Radio's turned into utilities, like the cable company, and people are cutting the cord. Uh, So it's got users and not fans, whereas it used to have fans. Uh, When was the last time you saw a radio station bumper sticker in your car? It used to be like flags. Mm (laughs) And the fandom is gone. And while people listen, you know, again, it's utility that people are going to be cutting the cord with. Uh, The fact, radio breaks music. You know, no, it doesn't. Uh, It used to, but now more music is broken on the TikToks, word of mouth. And radio's lost that position. uh, It's very reflective of what's happening musically rather than, uh, you know, creative. It's not defining the new artists. It's not... uh, working toward breaking artists, uh, and again, it used to. Uh, so that's another big myth. And, oh, let's see, there's plenty more, uh, let me think. Um, radio, radio is expensive to operate, you know, to staff it up. And again, like we talked earlier, it's brain power. It's not how much money you have. I mean, a great example I like to look at is uh, Southwest Airlines. When they launched, you know, they didn't have a lot of money compared to United, Delta, and American, all those guys. But they just came up with new ways of, uh, of running an airline. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just don't see radio stations, uh, you know, when they say they're innovative, they're not. If you read some of the uh, mission statements in the lobby of radio stations, you'd laugh. They're just not true. We support the community. We are on the leading edge <laughs> of music. It's like all oh, just nonsense. Mm-hmm. So another myth is um, that radio is great. Radio is innovative. Radio is on the cutting edge. You know, that, that's not false. That's just a lie. Um, and again, self inflicted. Let's see. Uh, oh, radio uh, people don't care about personalities. I hear that a lot, other than the morning show and or that. They don't because there aren't any. I mean, if there were some that really shook it up, they could raise fan bases. But it's, you know, a world of uh, generic card readers. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the great new talent I don't think are going to radio. They're, uh, they're not. They're you know online or internet or other places. <coughs> so um, see, radio is um, oh live and local. You know it's not live. Occasionally it is, but generally it's not. So there are these myths, usually said uh, by the trade papers and by you know the organizations that are in business to support radio. But uh, they're fooling themselves. I mean, this needs surgery, not (laughs) Band-Aids. And, you know, just mind power, innovation, uh, looking at what you're doing, how can it be better? And we have a slogan called AFDI, which means, I guess I can say actually fucking doing it. Mm. We invented that (laughs) at Expat, where um, we first got there, we started having all these meetings. It got real annoying we have a blues channel well maybe not let's discuss it let's research no i mean we got 100 channels we're gonna have a blues channel AFDI, <laughs> yeah. um, and where, where that uh, term really originated from was when i was a consultant i go into a market that had a the station at a three share they used to have a seven but now they're really in the toilet down to a two or three and i'd get with the manager and um Say, why don't we get you, the program director, the chief engineer, the sales manager, everybody who has a say uh, in the future of the station. Let's get, get together in a hotel suite, bring about 10 radios, listen to all the competitors, bring lots of legal pads, and just tear everybody, including ourselves, apart. they great idea. So we'd go to a hotel room, a hotel suite, and make notes and talk. And by the end of the session, which is probably about four in the morning, uh, I'd have, you know, stack of legal pads full of ideas and as a consultant i would leave the market uh and come back next month and i remember coming back next month with these legal pads and say wow that was a great session uh so how, where do we stand on this stuff how about this well we we decided not to do that okay how about this well we had a little um stash and vote on it and we passed okay how about this home office had never let us do that how about this uh we forgot about that one how about this uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we should do. Bottom line is they did nothing. And <laughs> the ratings came out it was another two eight, And, um, you know, that's when we came up with the idea of uh, AFDI. You mm. come up with ideas, and they're not going to threaten the license or get you in legal trouble. AFDI, it's like you do it. It's, a, a lot of it comes down to what I call a creative batting average. It's like in baseball, if a hitter hits 300, they're an all-star. That means out of every hundred at bats, they could strike out seventy times. But if they get thirty hits, they're stars. In radio, everybody's batting zero zero zero, not even stepping up to the plate. They're in the dugout and uh, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna really hit one out of here." Walk up to the plate and they go, "Nah," and then they walk back to the dugout.
2: <laughs> but they talk a lot about it, though.
0: <laughs> they talk a lot about it. Yeah. Gotta take swings.
2: Radio but, people talk a
0: lot. They do. I guess it's in their DNA. But. Um, Yeah, it's uh, taking swings, taking – and also there's this – it seems like there's an FCC law that stations have to use lines like the most variety. Uh, (laughs) They have to name themselves after like uh, fresh and breeze, which sound like laundry products. (laughs) And that – the top of the hour, you have to play a power song, and it's like everybody tunes in for this great song. Of, no, and then it's just you know, you can make a list of 10 pages long of things that uh, are these like fake FCC laws that everybody abides to <laughs> but are nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Self examination is really important, being able to take your station and your ego and just like, okay, what do we got to do here? And AFDI, and the uh, stations aren't even going through that exercise. And particularly as uh, Dave mentioned earlier, you know, some stations have uh, program directors in has you know, 12 stations. but um, that's something that needs to be rethought. Again, I'm not saying 12 program directors, maybe different levels of management that ensure uh, balance. Where you got uh, technology, where the engineers making the signal great, you've got sales and administration and the management. What about creative? You, know, you should uh, create a Internal structure that embraces new thinking and creativity. Right now, I think everybody's too busy. Yeah. To if you really rethink, um, maybe deb- maybe have a creative director whose uh, mission is to uh, rethink things. Mm-hmm. But right, because it's got them done right now, and I certainly am sympathetic to the guy who the lady who has to run a dozen stations. Well, we had a little uh, stash and vote on it, and we. Past. Okay, how about this? Home Office had never let us do that. How about this? Uh, we forgot about that one. How about this? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we should do. Bottom line is they did nothing, and <laughs> the ratings came out. It was another two eight, and you know that's when we came up with the idea of uh, You mm-hmm. Come up with ideas, and they're not going to threaten the license or get you in legal trouble. AFBI, <laughs> fucking do it. A lot of it comes down to what I call creative batting average. It's like in baseball, if a hitter hits 300, they're an all-star. That means out of every 100 at bats, they can strike out 70 times, but if they get 30 hits, they're stars. In radio, everybody's batting 0, zero, zero not even stepping up to the plate. They're in the dugout and uh, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to really hit one out of here. Walk out to the plate and they go, nah, and then they walk back to the dugout. <laughs>
2: But they talk a lot about it, though.
0: They talk a lot about it, yeah. Gotta take swings.
2: Radio people talk a lot.
0: They do. I guess it's in their DNA.
2: We are with the always amazing Lee Abrams. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email them to show at brandwithondemand.com.
1: And if you're finding this interesting or helpful, please spread the word. Tell to your friends. And while you're at it, please leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, Lee shares an opportunity
2: that many, including Kipper and I, Mm -hmm. may find hiding in plain sight.
1: Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and
0: WXSS-FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
2: Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram.
1: Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans.
0: Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding. That's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, operations
1: manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit musicmaster.com today.
0: They're always there and willing to help.
1: They save me every time.
0: I'm a major fan.
1: The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. Too bad the your radio merch shop was bare. Hey there, Kipper here with a great way for you, your station, hey, even your show or podcast to have a complete full merchandise store on your station website at zero charge. You just pick the items, send your logo, and Radio Swag Shop does the rest. Sourcing, customizing, transacting, even delivering the items to your customers as few as one at a time. You just promoted, then sit back and count your new money. Sign up today for free. There's a link in the show notes, or go to radioswagshop.com forward slash kipper. That's radioswagshop, one word, dot com slash kipper. My name, K-I-P-P-E-R. Don't put it off any longer. Do it now. Fire up your merchandising savvy today. Visit radioswagshop.com forward slash kipper. Opportunities hidden in, in
2: plain sight.
1: Brand with on demand.
2: We're with one of the best and brightest in media, not just radio kids. Lee Abrams is here. Hey, Lee, thinking about traditional radio, what's the one opportunity that you see that most folks may find hiding in plain sight?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of things that uh, can plug the holes, but if to isolate one thing, it would be magic between the songs, meaning really amazing modern non cliched production uh, that really takes you on a, on a sonic journey. And I think it's the kind of thing where if you ask people, you know, in a focus group type environment, they wouldn't know what you're talking about, but you actually do it, and it just takes you it takes the sound to a whole other level. And a lot of that is, you know, rethinking the voice people. You really need the big voice. I mean, that was cool 40 years ago, but, uh, you know, the biggest voice in radio is Howard Stern. He has a terrible voice. Um, and just the, the sonics, you know, getting away from, uh, you know, Star Wars sound effects, lasers. Very cool in 1976, whenever that was when Star Wars came out. That was, you know, that was almost 50 years ago, and stations still use laser beams. And... Uh, Man in the Box production. You know, mm-hmm. that, that is so old and cliched. I mean,
2: Super Tuesdays. Oh, you know,
0: God. It's a parody of itself. Yeah. So I would say, really rethinking and pulling out what I call the George Martin gene that's in everyone to elevate sound and create magic again with uh, what's under your control. And that's one of the big points about um, big advantages of. FM radio, they'd probably get it. People at the Apples and they don't get it. You know, uh, even the stations they do live or uh, radio type stations have production and it's just cheesy circa 1978 production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So something that really elevates the sound, brings back that theater of the mind. I'm not talking about minute long stuff, it can be really quick, really magical. And, um, even stereo effects, you know, they, they can be kind of cool. And um, special effects, too, are so easy these days. Uh, technologically, it can be phasing, flanging, and uh, uh, backwards sounds, and it can be anything. But really, opening up the imagination and AFDI, really great production. One of the reasons stations all sound the same is because they're, they're all produced the same. Mm-hmm doing all the liners and doing all the, uh, the actual sonic productions. I was actually, um, did a panel uh, at the Canadian Music Week, which was about production, and uh, they had some of the top producers, uh, radio producers, playing their stuff. It was, they didn't like what I had to say, because it was laughable. <laughs> mm. You do the best music, rock and roll, right? It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> It was so out of date, yeah. and um, meanwhile, uh, you know, sound on records and in movies is you know really expanding, getting cooler and more different. And radio stuck in this nineteen seventy eight sonic blueprint, which just sounds goofy today. Mm-hmm. So that would be if there's one thing that would probably. Be- What
2: an amazing guy, Kipper. That's Lee Abrams, our guest today. You will find links to Lee's website, some fascinating blog posts, videos, and more, all in the show notes. Just
1: scroll down on your phone. As always, thanks to our exec producer, Cindy Huber, and our associate producer, just proclaimed a 30-and-under superstar by Radio Inc. magazine, Hannah B., And
0: coming up next... I don't know if you felt a strong urge to text your ex because Mercury's been a retrograde. So we just want to do a quick (laughs) retrograde. He's like, what are you doing? Check in. Like, uh, like we just want to know for science because I don't necessarily
2: believe in it. I just feel like it's an excuse. Hilariously
1: enough, not kidding, like 10 minutes ago, like, my ex is texting texting me.
2: I oh, didn't reply Lord.
1: yet, but that's so funny.
2: It's so true because Elliot didn't believe. No. And he came in the other day and he's like, you're not going to believe this. I just got a text from my ex. I said, i really? told you, Mercury
1: Retrograde. They come back and they're just trying to say what's up. Nighttime Network Radio's new answer, Elliot and Nina from Westwood One. That's a wrap, Kipper.
2: Well, Lee has inspired a piece of writing. It's about doing things. You'll find it in show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin,
1: and I'm Kipper McGee. May all your bandwidth be wide.